Hello, and welcome to the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell. We are on Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 27, again, of the Heidelberg Catechism by Zacharias Ursinus, written in the 1600s. And before we start this episode, if you guys have not yet listened to Monday's episode with Dr. D.G. Hart, he's talked about the history, the developments of evangelicalism and the evangelical church up until today. So you guys don't want to miss that episode. Go listen to that if you guys haven't yet listened to it. And on Thursday for our book club, we had Dr. Craig Carter on his book, Interpreting Scripture with a Great Tradition. This is part one of our interview with him. Next week, I'll say what we're doing at the end of this episode. But this book is foundational for how he reads this, how, how he reads the Bible. And he's teaching us how we should read the Bible in conjunction, in relationship, in communication with our great tradition, our apostolic fathers, how Calvin read it, how Aquinas read it. It's a great episode, understanding how we can read the Bible in relationship to our tradition. It's a great tradition. So let's move on. We are going through question answers 72 to 74. This is baptism part two. So question answer 72. Does this outward washing with water itself wash away sins? Answer, no. Only the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit cleanse us from all sins. And here's Osinus' exposition. It's a short exposition. Baptism is a certain sign of the remission of sin and of everlasting life to them that believe. For the figurative speeches which are used in reference to the sacraments are to be interpreted in the same manner as the figurative speech in reference to sacrifices. Sacrifices are often called expiations for sin, and yet the Apostle Paul affirms that the blood of bulls and of goats cannot take away sins. Question answer 73. Why then does the Holy Spirit call baptism the washing of regeneration and the washing away of sins? God speaks in this way for a good reason. He wants to teach us the blood and spirit of Christ remove our sins just as water takes away dirt from the body. But even more important, he wants to assure us by his divine, by this divine pledge and sign that we are as truly cleansed from our sins spiritually as we are bodily washed with water. And here's his exposition. Again, this one's a little bit shorter. There are three reasons which may be assigned why the scriptures thus speak, interchanging the names of the signs and the things signified. If you guys want to learn what those two mean, go to our sacraments episode two weeks ago for Catechism Saturday. First, the first is on accounts of the analogy which there is between the sign and the thing signified. And he says, water, which is the sign, washes away the filthiness of the body. So the blood and spirit of Christ, the thing signified, wash away the pollution of the soul. As the minister applies the sign outwardly, so God, by virtue of his spirit, applies inwardly the thing signified to those who receive it in true faith. And then second on this, the Holy Spirit speaks confirmation for our faith through the use of the signs. And he says the Holy Spirit attributes what belongs to the thing signified to the sign and what belongs to the sign to the thing to teach us what he gives and assure he really does give it. 
And then thirdly, concerning this, the exhibition of the thing signified is inseparably connected with the signs used in the sacraments. These two are inseparable. These two are one and the same. You can't have one without the other. You can't separate these two. Question answer 74. Should infants too be baptized? Yes. Infants as well as adults belong to God's covenant and congregation. Through Christ's blood, the redemption from sin and the Holy Spirit, who works faith, are promised to them no less than to adults. Therefore, by baptism, as sign of the covenant, they must be incorporated into the Christian church and distinguished from the children of unbelievers. This was done in the old covenant by circumcision, in place of which baptism was instituted in the new covenant. And here's his exposition, a little bit longer than the first two. All and only those are to be baptized according to the command of Christ, who are and ought to be regarded as members of the visible church, whether they be adults professing repentance and faith or infants born in the church. For the infants are included in the covenant and church of God, unless they include, exclude themselves. And that's a crucial distinction is baptism in the New Testament is your sign of your inclusion into the church. And we'll see later on what's attached to that. So it's both believing adults who don't come from the church or a believing household are baptized and those infants who are baptized with believing parents. And this is for membership inclusion in the visible church. Ursinuson gives four reasons why infants should be baptized into the covenant and church. First, all that belongs to the covenant church of God are to be baptized. Second, those are not to be excluded from baptism to whom the benefit of the remission of sins and of regeneration belongs. Third, a sacrament which God has instituted to be a solemn rite of initiation into the church and which is designed to distinguish the church from all the various sects ought to be extended to all of whatever age they may be to whom the covenants and reception to the church rightfully belong. Fourth, under the Old Testament, infants were circumcised as well as adults. Baptism occupies a place of circumcision in the New Testament and has the same use that circumcision had in the Old Testament. Ursinuson goes on through a section of, of circumcision. This is intimately connected with baptism. Ursinus explains this with six quick questions. First, what is circumcision? It is a rite by which all the males among the children, Israel, were circumcised according to the command of God, that it might be a seal of the covenant made with the posterity of Abraham. The second question, why was circumcision instituted? Sign of God's grace, the posterity of Abraham. It was the means of binding Abraham and his posterity, his children, his progeny, his descendants, to gratitude a badge of distinction between Jews and other nations, a sacrament of initiation and reception into the visible church to show all is naturally unholy, a sign to declare unto them that the way of deliverance from sin would be through Christ, who would be born of the seed of Abraham. Why was circumcision abolished? Because the thing which is signified became real, namely, Christ. 
What is there in place of circumcision? Baptism occupies the place of circumcision in the New Testament, and he cites Colossians 2, 11 through 12. In what does circumcision and baptism agree and differ? It agrees in the chief design, the sealing, the promise of grace, and for the sake of Christ. It signifies our regeneration and both initiates and receives those into the church. And they differ in outward rites and ceremonies, the circumstances of age and sex. Circumcision promised the Messiah to come, baptism of the Messiah who has come. Circumcision pointed to temporal blessing. Baptism has no temporal blessing. Circumcision bound to ceremonial, judicial, and moral law. Baptism to moral law alone. Circumcision to Abraham and his posterity alone. Baptism for all nations desiring connection with the church. Why was Christ circumcised? That he might establish his membership amongst those who were circumcised. That he might declare that he took all of our sins upon himself. That he would satisfy for them and would deliver us from all our guilt. That he might declare that it was for our sakes that he became subject to the law, which is perfectly fulfilled by taking upon himself the curse to effect our redemption. And it was part of his humiliation and ransom for our sins. Thank you for listening to this episode of Catechism Saturday, Lord's Day number 27 of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, enjoyed your Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday, this past Sunday. Please stay tuned for Monday's podcast with Dr. Gerald Bray of Beeson Divinity School. He talks to us about the attributes of God. We partnered with Crossway. We have a free giveaway of his brand new book, published them a couple months ago on this exact topic, the attributes of God. And then look out for next Thursday on Book Club. We have part two with Dr. Craig Carter contemplating God with the great tradition. This is talking about the Trinity and bringing back the church fathers and having them help us define the Trinity closer to how the apostles in Christ himself and the Bible describes the Trinity. So we hope to see you guys again next week on the Good Grace Gratitude podcast. Bye. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed that episode of our podcast, Guilt, Grace, Gratitude. And we, as we've said before, we are bridging the gap to Reformed Christian theology for your listening pleasure. So we would like to make sure this is enjoyed by others around the world. And how to best do that is rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and you, after you rate a review or instead of rate and review or doing everything all in once, retweeting us on Twitter, liking us on Twitter, liking us on Instagram, following us on both of those platforms, because that actually puts in front of people's physical face, this podcast, these guests, and most importantly, the gospel, the doctrines uh, that these guests are bringing in front of you guys. So please do that. It helps get in front of more people. Amen. And hopefully you guys are part of a local church and you're tithing and, uh, after that, after tithing, if you have any means left over, please consider donating to us to make sure our bridge is well paved and maintained and strong and sturdy. As again, we bridge the gap to reform Christian <laughs> theology. 
for exactly yeah and you guys can find that link on anchor our official anchor website if you just go on um, our social media links it'll it'll link you to that website it's also at the bottom of these this podcast show notes if you're on this podcast this specific episode scroll all the way to the bottom of that show notes and you guys will find a link for this for three different options of donating so we hope you guys can help us bridge the gap pay for shipping get nicer stuff all for the focus of spreading the gospel further yep all for the kingdom of god thanks so much guys we'll see you guys next time